I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello everyone and welcome back to the latest episode of the NUFC blogcast. It's Ollie here. I've uh, just got back from the Gateshead International Stadium where Newcastle have had their first game of the, the pre-season schedule. It was, uh, the weather was absolutely abysmal and the first half wasn't much better. But uh, we came back well in the second half and a lot of our sort of under-21 players that came on did themselves proud and obviously gave, some, gave Eddie Howe something to think about as well. So anyway, we'll have a look through the game itself, who played, who didn't play. Uh, who impressed and, and who maybe didn't take that chance in front of Eddie Howe. So yeah, let's have a look back at the game and go through all of that. So just starting with the team news and, and the, the side Eddie Howe went with, um, it was a quite a, a mishmash of players and a pretty makeshift team, to be honest with you. So as normal, we went with a 4-3-3. We had Carl Darlow and goal. We had... Javier Manquillo at right back, a centre-back pairing of Dan Byrne and under-21 player Remy Savage. Matt Target was at left-back. And then in the midfield three, we had Trippier on the right side, Longstaff as the sort of deep-lying number six, Elliot Anderson as the left-sided centre-midfielder, and then this probably shows just how stretched we were. We had Jamal Lewis on the left wing, Alan St. Maxman as a sort of false number nine sort of striker, and Matt Ritchie on the right. So... Obviously, with that in mind, you're probably thinking, well, where on earth was everyone else? So on Friday afternoon, so just yesterday, a lot of our international players and uh, came back f- to training for the first time. So we saw the likes of Bruno, Joe Linton, Callum Wilson, Anthony Gordon, uh, obviously Sandro Tonali, Fabian Shaw. Um, all, those, all those international players came back to training for the first time on Friday, with obviously those guys reporting back a bit later, having been on international duty over the summer. But on top of that, obviously you may have seen already, Nick Pope had surgery on his hand and missed the last game of the season a month or two ago. So he's still recovering from that, so he didn't feature. I know Joe Willock didn't feature at the end of last season with a hamstring injury, and he's still on the road to recovery from that. I think Eddie Howe said he's close to making a comeback, but he wasn't risked today. And after the game, Eddie Howe mentioned that Jacob Murphy's got a slight shoulder problem and Jamal Lascelles has got a minor knock as well. So... 
all those guys couldn't feature for one reason or another. I think Paul Dummett as well was another that washed on from the stands because he has trained apparently, but uh, maybe not 100% fit either, which has been a bit of a theme over the past few years. But anyway, those were all the players that didn't feature and obviously the starting lineup. So as you can imagine, I mean, I've had a little look there and I've, there's so many players in that starting lineup who've played at fullback over the years for Newcastle. So I can count one in Javier Mankio, two in Dan Byrne, three in Matt Target, four in Matt Ritchie, and five in Jamal Lewis. So there was five of the 11 players who fielded, five of the 10 outfield players who've played at left-back before. So as you can imagine, plenty uh, plenty square pegs and round holes. But anyway, playing against Gateshead, National League team, um, who've been doing well. And it's, it's just to say before we talk about the game, it's good to see that... Um, all the money raised towards, I don't know if anyone saw this, but the game was being shown on National League TV streaming website and anyone who paid £10 to watch the game today on a live stream, all of that money went towards Gateshead, which is really good to see. Obviously, they're in the National League and their budget's nothing like what we'll have available to us. So it's really good to see the club supporting them there. But uh, anyway, getting on to the game, in the first sort of 20 seconds or so, there was quite a big chance, uh, well, not a big chance, but an, an early chance considering it was the first 30 seconds where... Matt Ritchie got the ball on the right and flashed one across goal. So that was a early little sight there for us. And there was another one soon after where St. Maxman dropped deep and played a nice ball in behind for Longstaff, who made like a surgeon run for midfield. He he got in sort of one, one-on-one with the goalkeeper and really probably should have went round the keeper, but ended up taking his shot early and, and, and uh, had, had his effort smothered there. At the other end, there was a, a moment early on where Carl Tohler was trying to play out from the back and he got caught there and thankfully we got away with it. But... Um, yeah, his sort of lack of ball playing skills were kind of showing up there as, as Gateshead nearly nearly caught us out. Um, and sort of talking of sloppy defending, I think early on Dan Byrne looked a little bit a little bit rusty. Which let's be fair, it's 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 kind of to be expected when these these guys have only been in training for a couple of couple of days, really. But uh, so yeah, Byrne made a bit of a shaky start. Um, but yeah, we had plenty of chances in that first half. I know Jamal Lewis who is by no means a left winger and has barely even played a left back over the past year with him getting so little game time. But he was playing on the left and he actually had a few chances where he came in at the back post and had the opportunity to, to sort of get an effort on goal but miscued a couple of, of opportunities. Um, but anyway, it was Gateshead, as you know, that took the lead. It was a bit of a theme really from Sean Longstaff who looked quite rusty and off the pace. He gave the ball away in a poor area and... Uh, Marcus Denanga, I think he's, I don't know if you pronounced that wrong for any Gateshead fans out there, I apologise, but yeah, Marcus Denanga scored, so that gave Gateshead a lead. Um, there was, like I say, without us sort of having any control of the game or, or really struggling to pose a consistent threat, we did have chances at the other end. Um, Elliot Anderson, who, like I say, in that first half, who was playing as a in the midfield three, he had one effort which was well blocked. Gateshead uh, failed to clear across from St. Maxman, who cut it back from the right and they failed to clear and the ball fell to Anderson who at one point looked like he was going to score but he had his effort well blocked. Um, another another big chance that came for us was from St. Maximan who had a, a bit of an opening and got a shot away from about 10 yards and that was really well saved from the Gateshead keeper. We also had Longstaff fire a shot wide, wide and target who found himself in a bit of space. He, he latched onto a really nice crossfield pass from Trippier um, but at the second attempt, his his effort was smashed over the bar. So, so yeah, that first half was very disjointed. But at the same time, like I say, not only have you got the fact that this is a team that have only been training for a couple of days, it was a very disjointed team. I mean, you had 
Um, an under-21 player in Remy Savage, who this was his first ever appearance for the senior team, two years on from his move from Liverpool. He was partnering Dan Byrne. Um, you had Trippier playing in midfield. You had Jamal Lewis playing as a left winger. Um, so, yeah, it was, like I say, I've said this before, but it was a lot of uh, square pegs and round holes. And uh, that kind of showed, really, along along with the fact there was a lot of players in that starting lineup who really, let's be honest, won't really be playing any football for us over the next season. Um, I mean, if I go through the team, Carl Dollar has been in talks to leave. Javier Manquillo is expected to go. Uh, like I say, Remy Savage, it's a really good opportunity for him, but he's he's obviously way down the pecking order and, and more, more than sort of an under-21 player. Uh, you've got Matt Target, who's obviously, as we know, hasn't hasn't had much game time in the Premier League recently with Dan Byrne keeping him out. You've got Elliot Anderson, who, don't get me wrong, massively uh, promising young player, but not a first-team regular at the minute. You've got Matt Ritchie, who, for many people, were, were shocked they got a new deal. And then you've got St Maximan playing in a sort of an unorthodox number nine role for him and then Jamal Lewis, someone who can really hasn't really barely got a, a kick at left back playing it on the left wing. So it was a real makeshift team. And then uh, just before the break actually, um Gates had made it too. So again more sloppy defending. Um and uh yeah, Gates had made it two nil. Gates had fought there rounded Carl Darlow and uh, made it two literally just minutes before the break. So so yeah, it was a it was a poor first half performance to be honest. But like I say, you kind of expect it f- for it to be disjointed when when the, the sort of starting eleven we went with was exactly that. So, um, so yeah, a poor first half, but things really did improve in the second. Um, and we'll talk about that just after this short break. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So it was a, as I've mentioned there, a bit of a funny start of the game. Not only was the team full of fullbacks and players playing out of position, but obviously we were 2 0 down at half time against Gateshead, which um, obviously you never read too much into pre season friendlies, but wasn't exactly ideal for fans who were not only absolutely soaked uh, in the Gateshead Stadium with all the rain and the fact so many were wearing shorts and a t shirt, which you'd expect in July, but obviously the weather had very different ideas and the team was 
like I say, a complete mishmash of fringe players and the odd under-21 player and uh, different first-team players played out of position. So, yeah, not the best start, and the weather matched the football in some respects, but thankfully, after yet another downpour during the half-time break, we came out for the second half and played much better. And uh, so, yeah, not only did the, the rain clear up, we actually started playing some good football. So there was two changes at the break. Loris Carius replaced Carl Darlow in goal, and Irish defender Alex Murphy, who I think signed last summer, he replaced Remy Savage at the break. So that that left the team looking a little bit like this. So I noted down how the shape changed and things like that. So we stuck with a, a 4-3-3. We had Carriers in goal. Trippier moved to right back. We had Dan Byrne and Alex Murphy at centre-back. Uh, Jamal Lewis, who'd previously been playing as a, a left winger, he moved to left back. Then we had a midfield three of Matt Ritchie, Sean Longstaff, and believe it or not, Matt Target. So Target had moved into midfield to allow for the fact uh, Jamal Lewis had moved back to left back. And then again, believe it or not, a front three of Javier Manquillo playing as a right winger. Um, Alan St. Maxman moved from a false number nine role to the left. So Manquillo and St. Maxman on the wings. And Elliot Anderson, who previously played the first half as a centre midfielder, moved up top as sort of a false number nine. So again, more square pegs and round holes. But uh, it was a much improved second half performance. So it all started just a couple of minutes into the restart with a nice goal from Elliot Anderson. So St. Maxman had the ball on the left, cut inside, played a nice ball in behind for Anderson, who looked like he was about to pull the trigger, but sat his man down, steadied himself, and, and slid slid past Rob Elliott, I think. I think Rob Elliott was in goal for the for Gateshead in that second half. So, so yeah, we pulled one back just a couple of minutes into the, the restart through Anderson. And, um, yeah, it was, to be honest, it was one-way traffic for most of that second half. So moments after Anderson's goal... St. Maxman, who, like I say, came alive in that second half, he he flashed a nice effort wide about 10 minutes into the into the restart. And soon after that, he got his goal. So, again, it was nice work from Anderson, who this time picked it up on the right, cut the ball back for St. Maxman, and he had an easy tap in, which, like I say, he couldn't miss, but it was good to see St. Maxman getting in the right position because I think that's one thing St. Maxman sometimes guilty of. Is he, yes, he's a winger, but he, he, he stays out wide, doesn't really get into the box, and arrive in, in, in the right moments and get himself into good positions. But yeah, it was good to see him on his toes and there for the tap-in. So that made it 2-2 with just over 30 minutes to go. Um, there was wholesale, wholesale changes after that. So the likes of Trippier, Target, Longstaff, Ritchie and St. Maximan came off. And we saw then a flurry of under-21 players came on. So uh, Harrison Ashby came on at right-back. Uh, Lucas Ball he came on in midfield. Joe White, who's recently had loan spells in the Football League, came on in midfield alongside Lewis Miley, who he's like a, a local lad who I'm sure people have heard about there, who's making really good strides within the under-21s, and people have really high hopes for him. He also came on, as did Ben Parkinson, who's an 18-year-old striker who actually just recently signed his first pro deal with the club. So, so yeah, all those guys came on with about half an hour to go, and like I say, we were it was total dominance at this point from Newcastle, who'd, who'd stepped things up a little bit not only were we controlling the game a bit more, but we were creating chances. And there was one really nice move between a few of the, the young lads that came on. Uh, some really nice interplay on the edge of the box, which led to uh, Lucas Ball having a chance, which was well saved by Elliot uh, in goal. And uh, then there was a few more changes. So Elliot Anderson came off, as did Mankio. And then we saw Jay Turner-Cook and Michael Indewenny, two more under-21 players, come on. 
um, as did Charlie Wiggett, a former Chelsea centre-back who's been in the under-21 setup for the last year or so. He replaced Jamal Lewis. So, so yeah, it was pretty much one-way traffic. The only the only opportunity that Gateshead did really get was from a, a slack pass from Joe White, who just come on. Um, but they took a bit too long to get a shot away, and we got away with it. Um, ben Parkinson, who I mentioned there, just signed a, his first pro deal with the club. He actually had a big chance to make it to make it three-two. Was sent clean through, but uh, didn't always look like he was going to score. To be honest, and his shot was a little bit tame and too close to Elliot. But anyway, we were on top. It looked like if anyone was going to win it, it was us. Um, and with 10 minutes to play, it was a real nice moment of class between two of the under-21 lads who'd come on. So Lewis Miley picked up the ball from the left, had a nice little dribble to cut inside. It was quite a nice, decisive bit of play from him. And not only did, it, not only did he cut inside from the left, he delivered a really nice right-footed cross to pick out Turner Cook, who sort of did a really nice uh, first-time finish to, to fire past Elliot in goal. So... So yeah, 10 minutes to play, we went 3-2 up. And uh, yeah, we saw out the game from there. We, To be honest, in the end, we could have scored more than three, especially when you look at some of the chances wasted in the first half. But uh, but yeah, after a sloppy first half full of, well, a couple of defensive lapses and some pretty poor finishing, it was really good to see us kick on in that second half where, like I say, quite a few of the under-21 lads that came on did, them, did themselves proud, really. I thought... Alex Murphy at the back looked pretty composed and did well. He didn't have too much to do with his obviously being on top, but the bits he did have to deal with, he, he did well uh, with. And Lewis Miley, who, like I said, there's, there's quite high hopes for Miley. He's been training with the first team for, for I think, the, pretty much the second half of last season. And I think he got a chance in that uh, mid-season friendly back in December last year against Rio Vallecano. And, um, yeah, there's, there's really high hopes for him. He's an England youth international. And like I say, that his... Not not only his play for the goal, where he obviously cut in and set it up really nicely for for Jay Turner Cook. He he just looked generally very composed. He's he's really slight but very tall, and he's just got like quite a like um, calm like confidence about his play. He never looks like he's under too much pressure on the ball. He looks quite relaxed and uh, gets his head up and picks passes and always always looking for the ball and works hard too. So yeah, it was really good to see him put in a, a positive performance. Obviously, good to see Harrison Ashby as well at right back. I know. He signed from West Ham in January, but he's had a few niggles with injuries and he hasn't actually sort of played for the first team at competitive level yet. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on over pre-season, especially with Emil Kraft obviously injured and unlikely to feature as he recovers from his ACL injury and obviously all the talk of, of Mankiw also leaving. So, so yeah, it's a chance for Harris Nashby to show what he can do. He, he wasn't massively involved, but at the point he was on the ball, he looks like he's got a good right foot. He got on the overlap a few times and delivered a few nice balls into the box. He's He's got a pretty solid frame and he looks pretty good technically. I know in the warm-up before the game, I was watching some of his efforts and he, he can really strike a ball with that right foot. So you can see why he's got, obviously it's early days, but some of those comparisons to Trippier. Um, but yeah, it was a really good run out for, um, for those players who did feature, obviously, so many of our of our sort of star players or international players and obviously new signing Sandro Tonali were watching on from the stands. But uh, it was a good run out for those fringe players. Nice, I guess, for some of our local lads like Byrne, Longstaff and things like that to play against Gateshead. There's no doubt, I know it's obviously Gateshead neighbour Newcastle, but probably nice for our local lads as well to, to play against uh, another local team. And obviously the big thing for our under-21s to get a chance. Um, and like I say, a few of those grasped their chance. It was great for Jay Turner Cook to score his score goal for the under-21s. And, and a great for Lewis Miley too to keep showing Eddie Howe what he can do. Um, 
just one final thing i think it's probably worth mentioning what eddie howe said after the game so he spoke to the local the local press who obviously were keen for an injury update and uh i'm sorry not an injury update a transfer update and this is what he had to say so he said nothing is close we are working on that and we need new additions we don't have a huge budget to work with our budget is strict now we have to be creative obviously this is around financial fair play i'm guessing um, so he, he went on to say, we're prepared to be patient and get the right players, but we're also aware that we need to improve the squad. So we'll come to the well. To, sorry. So there will come a time where we have to move things forward quicker. I'm very aware that we need to do more. The squad needs to be robust enough to deal with the challenges that we will face this season. We're not currently close to any further signings, but we're in the process of talking and negotiating. But Sandro Tonali's transfer demonstrates how long it can take to get a deal over the line. So yeah, that was just a quick update from Howe, who I suppose just reminded fans that at the minute nothing is like imminent and just wanted to make it clear that the budget is strict and we've not got a lot of money to, to, to sort of work with there. But um, he's also saying to fans, be, be patient, we are working hard and we are really keen to get more signings because he's clearly aware there that we need to build our squad and not only add a bit of quality, but add more depth, as we've been saying on the podcast for a while. Um this competing on four fronts next season it really is important for us to get that depth in there uh, not just quality but depth strength and depth as well to compete in the champions league and domestic cups and premier league too so so yeah it was a good one out for newcastle interesting to see what Howe had to say after the game um and also how talked about st maxman as well it was interesting to see his comments there um on st maxman um what he said about him just may as well add this in too was asked if uh if he wanted to keep St. Maximan at the club. And he said, definitely. I love Alan. I've said it many times. You see his quality today. When he went to his best position as a left winger, he was excellent, obviously, in that second half where he got a goal and an assist. Um, he added that to this, that he took his goal really well. He's come back in a really good place mentally, and I'm very pleased with him. So, yeah, there's just a little update from Howe. And, obviously, just a quick update from me on the game. Um and yeah, good run out and good to see the, the lads back in action after a few months away. So next up, we've got Rangers on Tuesday at Ibrox. It's Alan McGregor's testimonial. After that, we'll be jetting out to the USA where we'll play our summer series games against Brighton, Chelsea and Aston Villa. And then we'll be back for a doubleheader at St. James's Park in the Cellar Cup where we're playing Fiorentina and Villarreal, I believe. And of course, after that, it's the first game of the season on the 12th of august against villa so so yeah it'll be good to see a lot of our first team players back in action against rangers next week i'm expecting the likes of bruno joe linton botman shaw maybe even sandro tonali as well isaac wilson so many players that didn't feature today should get a run out at rangers so so yeah anyway thanks for listening guys just be uh, if you obviously we always say this but we always appreciate it if you can Give us a give us a follow, like, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, share the podcast with your family and friends. Really appreciate the support. And we'll be back next week for our usual Monday or Tuesday episode, along with the transfer roundup uh, next Thursday. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll chat to you soon.
Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.